Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are going to be talking about the Oscar-nominated movie, Vice. Emily was hoping that she we wouldn't have to talk about this movie. I kept saying, Emily, we gotta we gotta talk about this movie. It's gonna get nominated. And you were like, let's just see. I know, let's just wait and see. You know, one can one can only hope. One can only hope. <laughs> You're like, I don't wanna talk about this, but here we are. Cause you but, wanna okay. talk about all the Oscar noms, so because they deserve it, okay? And you know what? Vice deserves to be talked about now. You it know does, what? Because we watched I'm... the big short. Yes. The one thing that I will say that I enjoyed out of watching The Vice was that we made ourselves watch The Big Short. Which, like, I've wanted to watch The Big Short. Definitely. This, like, like we, I watched it. We, we watched it so that we could talk about it all today. Yep. And, uh... We're just... Yeah. We're it, just going to use The Big Short kind of for reference. We're not going to be, like, doing a full review, but just, just no, for reference. No. But uh, this was directed by, at, written and directed by Adam McKay, and I had seen a lot of his movies up until this point, um, you know, because a lot of them are Will Ferrell comedies, you know, like Anchorman and Step Brothers and Talladega Nights uh, and The Other Guys, which I think The Other Guys is as close as it can get to something like The Big Short, and then this is literally like The Big Short 3.0. Yeah, and, like, look, kind of looking at some of the other stuff on his plate, like, I mean, Ant-Man, which has, like, hilariously well-done mm -hmm. writing, because he was yeah. a writer for that, like, it's, so, like, this guy's got, there's, there's talent here, like, there's definitely, it's, that's all, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Let's, let's just move on. So this movie is about Dick Cheney. Yes. It's a large movie to talk about. It is an incredible having to make a biopic about somebody's entire life who is in politics no less is is a lot and very private like i mean honestly mm -hmm. i didn't know a damn thing about dick cheney and i mean i never planned on it never planned on it yeah you know what i knew about dick cheney i knew he was the vice president to george w bush obviously I knew that he mm -hmm. shot someone once. I remember that. Oh. Uh, which happens oh. in the movie. Accidentally, he shoots somebody in the butt or whatever. Oh, that's right. When they were, like, hunting or something, uh -huh. right? Was that yeah. It? yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I okay. remember that. Like, I remember it as a child. Um, but seriously, other than that, that's, like, honestly all I can remember from growing up. You know? Yeah, and so, obviously, we, we both watched Vice first, which then, you know, brought on, you know, needing to watch The Big Short because of all the critical acclaim that it had last year. Well, several years uh, ago. Because several years ago, <laughs> you know, these these years these days are just, they're all, they're all mushed together. They're all mushed together. 
Um, it's it's a very different movie from what I feel like I've seen in ever. What uh, device or, or yes, the big, Vice. Okay. Well, and and the Big Short. I mean, yeah. they're both very similar in in they terms are. of style. They are extremely. Yeah. They're both like exactly the same format. Yes, <laughs> like, they're, they're the same yeah. type of kind of documentary style format with a narrator that kind of disappears, you know, halfway through it, and it, like putting a lot of shots of the current events, like random pick you know videos of people doing things of the day you know what i mean just like kind of like a documentary in in a sense yeah combined with live actors doing roles like you know as these as these figures where you know it's vice is it literally takes place like i said over it takes place over like 40 40 years or 50 years and yeah, I'm not and the big short takes place over like three years, so it's a little bit you know more narrowed and more focused. Yeah, I I honestly don't know where we we should really start. We're we're kind of going on an interesting little tangent, but I feel like we need to we need to start somewhere. I where... mean, uh, okay, we uh, this movie while I was watching Vice, it's kind of like. I felt like a lot of the ways that it was edited, which is very snappy, snappy editing, did not um, pull you in the direction that it should have. I felt like it was tonally kind of all over the place, and it got to a point where you're watching it and you're just uncomfortable with it, and it doesn't have that, like, satisfying release that it needed to have in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Com- completely opposite, I felt from, from for reference, the Big Short. I mean, yeah. every all the all the snappy editing felt very like clockwork, very yes. in tune, very in rhythm, and it all worked together. He, and uh, yes, I agree, Alessandra. The they they tried to do kind of the exact same editing for Vice, and it definitely did not help them no. at all. No. It was it was messy. It was it felt out of order. It felt like you weren't getting the full picture because again, they even say in the very beginning of the movie that they did their fucking best. Like and and they did. I mean, I guess with what they had, it it definitely like attempted something that was quite quite large, quite quite meaty. You know, a, a person's life who affected the whole world and that gravity was apparent a lot but it just wasn't like yeah it was very messy and it wasn't focused and it, there were some parts that were extremely surreal and, and you know like talking to to the audience like breaking the fourth wall they do that in in the big short but it works because it's kind of trying to teach you something whereas this movie had jesse plemons as like the teacher and you're like well why why should i listen to this person what story is he trying to tell me what is going on like it just didn't seem like it was as straightforward as it should have been because we're talking about somebody's life yeah someone's life and not to mention some some very big like again i'm not even going to try and fathom or try to pretend that i know 
about all that happened during his presidency, but some very big accusations at the end as well, which I honestly don't know whether to believe or not, because the movie, like, again, it's trying it's trying to do exactly what the big short did, which was kind of, which I liked. I loved that they kind of took these very complicated things mm-hmm. and tried to tried to flesh it out for you in terms of teaching it to you. Like, yes. the big short did it perfectly. Yes. Like, I mean, I still have no idea how the housing market works, but I have sort of a better idea, mm-hmm. and it was intriguing to learn about it in the way that they presented it. And yes, again, yes. throughout the first half of Vice, I was very intrigued in what was happening and kind of the the uh, mechanics that was going through Dick Cheney's brain and like and kind of how he he kind of like planted himself in the White House mm-hmm. and that was that was very intriguing and I yes. definitely wanted wanted to learn about it and like I, I tried to look up stuff afterwards like oh my god did this actually happen like did Dick Cheney cause ISIS like yeah. I would like yeah. to know this yeah I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I want to learn more. Like, I mean, it still made me very curious by the end and, and scared, obviously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I guess maybe by the end it still kind of did what it was aiming to do, which was may- maybe teach, maybe um, accuse, yeah. maybe bring to light. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it it is a... And, and in, the, in the end, we get that, sh- that like kind of monologue direct to the viewer from Dick Cheney, um, from Christian Bale. I'm not, I did what I needed to do for myself and my family. And you're watching it and you're like, no, you, you were selfish. Like you're watching somebody who's basically a monster who doesn't realize he's a monster, you know, and everyone around him still feeling that weight you know it it had so much weight to it because this is the world we're talking about this is you know like similar to the big short that there's talking about middle class americans normal americans who were the ones who got screwed over it's similar to that where like everything dick cheney did affected like millions and millions of people yeah and the way they portrayed it was basically he just he just seemed very power hungry really and when mm-hmm. he was trying to run for a president or something he was trying he was campaigning for something and he just was not liked for obvious reasons he did not seem like a likable man no no and and i and i read multiple articles talking about how much of a monster this man truly was and 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 so instead of you know winning honestly he decided to weasel his way in using a What's his name? <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Uh, George W. Bush, who <laughs> yes. is, is is painted as a literal puppet. Like I could not, yes. I could not explain that role more clearly than the fact that he is a fucking puppet of yes. his father and of the American people. It's insane. Yeah, and he had he had no idea what was happening. No, not like no idea. And but it was it was clear to everyone who has lived through that time that that's how it felt to everyone that they felt that this was somebody who was basically a puppet who was getting controlled by everyone around him and yeah you know I'm not gonna say that Adam McKay didn't probably exaggerate his dumbness you know mm-hmm. it, I'm sure he wasn't that stupid but still like. It made a point. So that was another reason why it was more of a surrealist film 
and it's hard to take seriously because of the fact that something like the way that George W. Bush acts is like kind of unbelievable, but it's also like, well, we are also living in a time where things are incredibly unbelievable and yet they're still happening. So it's like an allegory for today. So I don't know. Yeah, which which also kind of brings me to to maybe one of the reasons why I don't really like this style of possibly writing and or editing is that the fact that you can definitely tell that Adam likes to over-exaggerate. I mean, in the big short, there's, a, like, where the where the two um, investors, uh, what are their names, for a brown, brownfield or something? Yeah. Where they're, where they're meeting with Chase to the try The two young something. guys, like the ones, the yeah, basement. Yeah, the two young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying to trying to get the, uh, what was it called? Uh, some form that lets them sit at the big boy table. Yeah, that yeah. Whole thing. Yeah. They, they had actually read about the short swaps and not, like, just found the document on a table. So, like, you could tell that, like, definitely a lot of things were either added or over-exaggerated for yeah. definitely huge, huge dramatic effect. And, yeah. like, and that, and that almost concerns me because, like, coming from a person who honestly has no idea about any of these topics and is intrigued to know more, I'd like to know what what should or should not be over-exaggerated. Well, like, Adam don't... McKay does point it out in the moment. That happens, the, the same thing happens in uh, the big short where he turns to the camera and he says, this didn't actually happen. What really happened is I heard from a friend that, that this happened and that's how we found out about it. The same thing happened in the big in uh, Vice where he's having a conversation with his wife in the bathroom and he goes, we don't know if this conversation actually happened. We don't know when this conversation happened. We're just guesstimating. And they actually like say that, you know, like he says it to the audience that we are making this up as it's going along, you know? Yeah. It's not necessarily meant to be taken seriously, but it's also like, so what are you trying to say? You're trying to say this because this isn't reality, because it's a fiction and these people are actors and we know that they're actors. Does that mean that what happened didn't like actually happen and that it was like not actually true? Like what is true, you know? Yeah. It's and But like, that's and, fine. And... It's fine that it's yeah. not like it's ambiguous. Like it's, I think it works, but. You know, it it does work, but it also just makes me question the rest of the movie as well. Like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, he's he's obviously pointing out that this they obviously did not know what actually was said or done in this situation, which is fine that they're pointing it out. But can I truly like something else crazy that happens? Like, how do I know if that's? I mean, you really can only know unless you look it up. Like, like or what is it in the Big Short where he, they go to the convention in Las Vegas and yeah, yeah. Mark Mark Bauer actually raises his hand and like asks several questions <laughs> yes, and then yes. just takes and a call Gosling, and leaves. Ryan Gosling is it's like, like yeah, this, this actually happened. happened. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of like worked because it was the first time that audiences have probably ever seen something as direct as the character of Ryan Gosling who's like, this is what happened. This is how I dealt with it. I'm not asked to be, you know, it, it, it just is different than somebody as, like, monstrous as Dick Cheney. Yeah, and I'd also, I also liked that they chose, uh, for the big short, I like how they chose a narrator that kind of actually tied to everything. I mean, I know that I, I, like, have mixed feelings about the narrator and Vice. Like, I, I liked, 
I liked the scenes that he was in. I liked his voice. I kind of liked how he explained everything. Like, the guy was great, but I just don't... Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't exactly know how I feel about... Like, this guy just his seems so, so detached, but they were trying to make it seem like he was, uh, he was so closely, directly related to Dick Cheney when... Well, but in fact, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, they did they did make him a soldier. So in that sense, he was directly related to Dick Cheney's choices in the war, as well as the fact that he became his heart. You know, and he gave his heart to him in the end. But yeah, it, I didn't I didn't love it. I thought that it was a little bit uh, uncomfortable, and it really broke it up even more so. Like. The movie flashbacked around from being young Dick Cheney to old Dick Cheney to young and, and throughout his whole life. And it just should have gone in a more, if, if it had been more, um, you know, a, a, what am I trying to say? Like, if it had started from point A to point B instead of like hopping around, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been yeah, better. Which- yeah, which, again, didn't really help its case because that, just the way that that happened, it just made it show that they didn't have all the information there and they were kind of running on assumptions or, like, I don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to talk about the performances then? Since uh, many people were nominated yes. for this. Indeed. Oh, I need to, I need to change pages. Okay, here we go. So let's see. So, of course, Christian Bale played Dick Cheney. He is nominated for Best Actor, which, I mean, rightfully so. Like, Christian Bale <laughs> was so fucking good. Yeah, I know. I, I <laughs> it, it is, like, absolutely incredible how the transformation. I, it's like you don't even recognize him at all. No, like, the only thing you could recognize is his teeth. Like that's all you can. That's his all you eyes. can recognize. I, for me, it's his, his eyes. Yeah, it was. It was his like. I don't know when he smirked. Like it. It. What well, in the trailer? I was like, "Where's Christian Bale in this?" Like I had no idea who it was, and then I was like staring at Dick Cheney, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then I think he, I think he like smirked, and he like made this face that. Yeah, I don't know that that maybe Christian Bale made before, but I don't know. I was like, oh, that's Christian Bale. It was his lips. I think it was just his lips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I, I the fact I, we're going to talk about this in the Oscar podcast, like who we think should win and everything. Christian Bale poses a real threat. Oh, definitely. I, I feel like this is like on the status of what is it? Uh, uh, uh what was the movie? Uh, Darkest Hour. Oh my god. With, uh, yes. With with fucking uh Gary Oldman. Gary 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 <laughs> fucking Oldman, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so incredibly like it's so captivating and like and and succumbing and like and he's got just he had such a great presence. Like he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like like he definitely made like the because all these articles I read about Dick Cheney being a very unlikable person and just being an all ground like, monster ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, Christian Bale made him seem very just, like, like, just intriguing. Yeah. Like, I, like, I want to I just keep watching him. Like, he was just, I was like, oh, man, what the fuck is he going to do next? Like, he was, like, a con artist. Yeah. Like, and I just... Yeah. And I was just watching him, like, like move through the casino and, like, yeah. and, like, sneak, sneak into shit and, like, and, you know, make... 
you know, like force people to work with him. Like it was, it was mesmerizing. He was a, really. he's a silent killer. It's, it's really, yes! I mean, it's fucking silent crazy. murderer. Yeah. I, silent murderer. Yeah. He was, he's always, oh he was quiet, gosh. just lurking in the shadows. And I think that there was a few, you know, a few quotes or something about that in the movie, like saying like one who listens is really actually the one who is in power or something like that. Um, so some, something similar to that was like in the early parts of the movie, because he starts off as being somebody who just listens to Rumsfeld, um, which is played by Steve Carell. And he, t- like Steve Carell t- in, as Rumsfeld talks a lot, a lot, a lot. And like, the way that yeah, Dick Cheney loves to hear himself talk. Yeah, yeah. The way that Dick Cheney gets himself in there was by like, you know, listening to him and being there and being a supporter and jumping to the highest loyalty. And you know, it, I mean, that's fucked up. Like, it's it's insane how somebody like that could be in politics, but he doesn't have the personality for politics. So it's kind of like, so he's actually the silent killer of the politics. Yeah. And, and just watching him be very curious about everything. Like he definitely looked very devious. Like just the whole, I mean, well, yeah. 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 Especially in the 9-11 part. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Like people didn't understand. Like I, I did really like that breakdown. I mean, there, uh, there were some good parts of this movie and I felt like there were things that were very, very, like, um, well done and well organized. Like, when they were talking about, like, that whole, like, kind of fake scene where they were at dinner and they were trying to decide. Like, I think that was, like, a really good part of that. Where they were trying to decide, like, how to, um... They were ordering dinner and the menu options were different, different, uh... Ways of torture that would be legal. Well, yeah, or just, just, just like political, uh, what is it, controversies. Like, yeah. they, they, they just, they had them all on the menu and they're like, let's start off with, you know, um, illegal torture. And then, yeah. and then for dessert, we have we'll Guantanamo some... Bay, uh, which yes. is on the side. So that's okay, you know. Yeah, just very clever and just, and, and making it really more palatable. Cause, cause they're talking about very heavy stuff and it's, Gosh. Wow. Yeah. It, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, we had so many of those amazing little scenes all strung together and, you know, g- g- amazing performances, especially by, I would say, Amy Adams, like, was also an amazing performance, who is a viper in her own way, um, and is that's portrayed of her, um, in a sense, like, she's even worse than her husband, you know, and she's the one who's the real, you know, struggle and the real, like, viper behind everything. So I thought Amy Adams did a great job. Yeah, definitely. She, she, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about this. Like, she, she definitely played her character as maybe slightly more unlikable than Christian Bale played his. Yeah, yeah, I would say. And and it kind of it kind, it made a very great pair just because the two of them just seem so horrible. And <laughs> yeah. But like but you have 
but you have Dick Cheney, who's just, uh, I don't know, like almost, I don't even know. It's like, just, everything was their self-interest, you know? They were always trying to protect themselves, whether it was because of their oil stocks or because or their of daughter. their daughter. Yeah, their gay daughter. And it's like, what? Like, I did not know Dick Cheney had a gay daughter, you know, and who, whose family kind of went along with her until they basically had to reject her because the, his own daughter is like a senator. I had no idea. Yeah, no idea at all. Yeah, and like, can you believe that? Like, I just feel... I feel like that's kind of a, a, like, God was, like, like cursing them. You know, he was like, you get to have a gay daughter because you guys are fucking monsters. Not that that's, like, because it'll be, like, the worst thing for them. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, for publicity. It, for them. That. Like, personally, yeah. that's the thing that would be the worst thing for them. You know, like, any normal family would be, like. Yeah, totally. Like, they're living their life, whatever. But, like, literally because they're the fucking Cheneys, it's, like, the worst possible thing for them. Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, develop a little world domination here. Like, why does why does also our daughter have to be gay? Like, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> it, for, it's for, like... For... <laughs> it's like God was like, spite you guys! Like, you have to deal with this face-to-face, -face, you know? Yeah, and it was, it was almost, I, I want to say that I kind of just liked the, the, the Dick Cheney in the office moments. Like, I, I know that you kind of needed to have the family, the family dynamic and kind of all that stuff to kind of add to the story, but almost, I, I kind of just wish that they had just kept with, you know, how things were going in office because there was just so much stuff happening that you really just needed so much more development in that area. But of course, yeah. at the end, they're saying that, like, emails were deleted. Like, they had nothing. So they yeah. kind of had yeah. to pull pull outside to try and fill in their story on the inside. Like, it's, it, and it definitely yeah. showed. Uh-huh. But I, but because, but because of the family dynamic, that was kind of where Amy Adams definitely sh shined the most. But... It's just, it was just so much. They were pulling from yeah. so many areas trying to, trying to get this story across. It was like it, a, a mosaic. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it, it was a mosaic that didn't make a full picture. Like a puzzle, but not all the pieces are filled in. And I, you know, there's tons of, I could just tell that I'm sure Adam McKay wrote like a bunch of stuff. Like you could tell he probably wrote. Dozens and dozens of scenes that didn't get into the movie that are just another piece to the puzzle, you know, uh, of somebody's life. And it makes it hard because this is a very, like, like hard way to paint a picture of somebody's life by just sticking pieces of their section that you know in, in to try to make a full movie out of it. Like, I just don't... Just what was it trying to say other than this man was, like, a morally corrupt person? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very tricky. And it was very interesting reading different reviews and articles about this movie. Because, you know, people were heavily comparing it to The Big Short and... It's hard not to. It's so similar. 
and how and how both movies in themselves are very controversial yes. movies and how and how people would be very very one sided. They'd either hate it or mm. love it. Yeah. And and I and I can't help but think that I'm I'm right in the middle there. I'm, I'm in the, the middle too. <laughs> With with Vice at least, I yeah. definitely enjoyed The Big Short. But yes, I, yes, I did too. The only the only complaint about The Big Short was that maybe it had it had a lot. Like the Vice Vice had a very tolerable amount of like those those what is it? I, I want to call it B roll, but you know, like the the little scenes that you're talking about. Yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. Like lots of, of, of the times. Yes, yeah. There was so much it's in The Big Short that so I, was like, much. I was like, okay, stop! Like stop showing me. Like flags, I already I've already seen like four of them. Like, can you just can you just stop showing me flags? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, just get on with it. Like so yeah. much. It's like documentary so much, like... B-roll kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, uh, it's not uncommon to to have that. There are a lot yeah. of movies that are, um, not fiction but not nonfiction throughout film history that do the same thing. They they like to bring in flashes of things to create a meaning when they're all put together. And, like, Godard does that, and, like, other filmmakers do that a lot. Um, and it, you know, or, like, Chris Marker or something like that. They do they do that, too. But it's just, it's, it's in a different kind of frame. It's kind of, like, more ambiguous, more... What is this? What do these string of of things mean to you as the viewer? Whereas this is very clear because this string of things is supposed to make you feel like all oh, these people don't care what they're doing; they're just raving, or they're just uh, on their phones, or they're just on MySpace, or they don't really care about what the rest of the world, you know, what they're doing. They're just listening to like rock music or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're you're kind of thrust into that thinking like okay Adam McKay is trying to say something very specific he is very like biased about like in even in the big short and in Vice he's trying to tell you like clearly this is what it is and you know in the big short it was like banks are literally hideous just like Vice I mean it it was kind of like the the bad guys in in the big short were the the big banks and yeah it's similar to the way that he paints um, Dick Cheney as just a p- fucking monster, but he was also way more like I don't know, like because he was a political figure, it was it's easier to see his his vices, you know. It's like yeah, he's he's more out in the open, and his decisions are affecting more like so many people. So it's more than just like a, the random conglomerate of banks, you know. Yeah, like definitely if you're a political figure, the decisions you make are a lot more public and you really it's it's hard for you to hide what it, I I know that people still do it obviously cuz like the whole emails and stuff were gone, but the the idea still kind of got like put out there and people like were made aware of this. But yeah, again, like it was just crazy how in the big short all of this was just completely under wraps and they were able to just hide it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because people wanted to hide it. Like it was in their best yeah. interest too. Um, and that seems to be a similar tale with, with vice. Um, but there's with vice, I think what's missing is there's no, 
there's no moral um, questioning. You have a little bit of that from the people around him, like Colin Powell and some of the other people who kind of were like, this is wrong, we should not be doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. But you see that there's no other, like, that's that's it. Like, the only people who are opposing him are just a couple members of his staff. And, you know... Whereas, like, in The Big Short, we had the kind of, like, the moral compass of, of Steve Carell's character in The Big Short is, like, he feels so, so bad that the banking system that he's known, to, like, that he respected is actually a fraud, you know? And yeah. that, like, you, you feel that because the character feels that. Um, and then you are also like, yeah, that fucking sucks. You know, it's... But with Vice, it's like, he has a couple people saying this is a bad idea, yet still everything in history actually happened and transpired. And now we have ISIS, you know? Yeah, because these people were just shot down like that without even a second thought. Oh, there were many thoughts. It's it, it, Well, <laughs> the movie didn't make it seem like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, whenever, whenever Colin Powell would talk, he'd... He'd obviously be trying to stop whatever they were doing, but it, it would just, it was shut down very quick, in the movie at least. Yeah. Yeah. So again, lack of a moral compass, because it was just like, all right, you've said it. Bye. Like, I don't Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, I, I also kind of, I, I think that that actually is a very positive note of Vice, is that it's very clear that we think that the people who are running this government can be, you know, not currently, but in general, the American government, we, people trust them. People are like, oh, they're smart. They know what they're doing. But to be honest, they don't know what they're doing. And a lot of the times they fail. And that's why we are in this fucking mess. You know, and I yeah, think... because when very powerful and manipulative people like Dick Cheney get into office and people don't really know how to stop him, like that that stuff kind of needs to be looked at and see how we could be better the next time a Dick Cheney gets into office. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely kind of, kind of like the message. Like I, I liked both of these messages from like the big short and like advice. It's like kind of like, just, just be knowledgeable. Yeah. Watch your shit. Expose. Expose things that need to be exposed. Yeah. And and for that, you know, I think I respect Adam McKay. I respect what he's trying to do. And as much as I I think Vice was a mess, I still think it was, it needed, like, I like that this movie was made. I'm not going to say I didn't, you know, like, I think this was a worthy film and I hope people see it, you know, and I hope people like us who lived through this time but only as children watch this movie and be like oh shit like that was fucked up we stuff like this happened and it could maybe happen again it's happening like we are living in it and so we are trying to figure out maybe would be a better way to elect people who are actually smarter who don't fall prey to people like dick cheney yeah most definitely so thanks adam mckay you're cool I'd really like to meet you someday. Thank you. All right. Do we want to go to Metascore? Yeah. So this got a 61, 
which does not surprise me just with like how how flip floppy everything is. Yeah, the the highest score is a 100 from the Hollywood Reporter and the lowest score is a 20 from the rap. <laughs> that is a giant difference. So the fact that it got a 61 out of all of this is, <laughs> I can't is believe pretty that. good. That is a ginormous pan from all the critics. Like, panned by the critics. Like, what? It's, <laughs> it's insane. It's really insane. So let's see what we got here. Okay. So the rap, who yeah. gave it a 20? Yeah. Says, where is the joke here? Aside from Bale acting as though he's in a serious dramatic movie in which he goes method by adding on pounds and grunting his way through a half-baked performance, this is neither funny nor insightful. Okay. I don't agree, but okay. <laughs> uh, I'll read the IGN one, which gave it a 79. Vice okay. is a funny and vicious political commentary, revealing in clear, thrilling detail, a man who, whom filmmaker Adam McKay considers one of the most insidious and dangerous political figures of the last 50 years. But that viciousness also makes Vice one-sided, even reductive. Yeah. Yeah. I, the fact that they were just so heavy-handed on one side, also, also, I, I feel personally made it a little hard to almost believe because like you can, you can tell that it, that's why it made it so hard to like, like, should I take all of this like as it, as it is, or should I take with like a grain of salt? Like, like what? And yeah. like the only thing you really can do is just do your own damn research. Like if you're, if you're unsure, like really read about it which again after after i read some articles i was like okay well maybe maybe this movie isn't totally and completely wrong it's not it's not not. (laughs) like it's not it's 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 (laughs) it's biased but in the fact that like it's not unclear to everyone who who was alive in this time and is involved that there were many missteps taken during this era yeah, I just I just fear reading or watching things that are very very one sided because yeah. they can be very persuasive and it's, yes, you're right, and and you do not want to be easily persuaded. Like that is just what you don't want to do. That's exactly what Dick Cheney does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Adam McKay, like I said, does point it out in the movie, but then that starts. The, his pointing it out makes you reassure him even more. Like, hey, I trust this guy. Boom, boom, boom. Because he's telling me not to trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like a weird tug and pull with the audience that can be a little bit too much sometimes. Like, at the part where, you know, they're standing by the lake and they're like, um, and then... You know, they decided to side with their daughter, and Dick Cheney never went into politics ever again. And then, then the movie started ending, and the credits started rolling. And then it was like, never mind, we're going back to actually what happened, which is that he became the vice president and ruined many people's lives. You know? Yeah. And, and you're yeah. like, yes, we know this. But in, like, the big short, it was a little bit more clear, because it was like, 
And then a bunch of people went to jail and, and good prevailed. And in fact, it did not. And the government bailed out the banks and everybody's exactly where they were before. You, you know? Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, we're just letting these people, a small amount of people dictate the way that we live. You know? And it, yeah. it, it's similar with Vice. Exactly. Yeah. Completely true. I love this, uh, the Guardian gave it an 80 and I just, I just love, it's, it's, it's short and sweet and I feel like <laughs> yes. it, it really uh, just covers it perfectly. Um, Bale brilliantly captures the former vice president's bland magnificence. And, uh, <laughs> and that is 100% correct. Yes, it is. Bland magnificence. I never Never as much in my life wanted these two words to be exactly right next to each other. <laughs> yes. And that is so true. I subbed, I love these writers sometimes. They just capture it so well. Yeah, I know, right? They really help me because I I ain't so good with my words. <laughs> and uh, We and both the- ain't so good with our words, uh, but we have a podcast, so thanks for listening. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really though, okay. Well, okay. So now let's go. Let's go to my favorite part, which is the plot keywords. Yep. yep. Let's see what's up. So, Elsa, I don't know if you've, uh, <laughs> if you've if you've started adding like a little jingle noise every time I do that because I feel I feel like I say it very musically, and I think it needs like a little like pizzazz, like plot keywords. Like I don't know. Like just okay, okay. Just I'll, just some ideas. For I got it. Later on. I'll make it for you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It, it can only be for this one. It doesn't have to be for any other ones. All right, well, we I, I mean, I'm going to do it for, for the rest of time now. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, what? Jesus. Okay. I know. These are, these right. are uh, not good. Okay. So plot keywords. Uh, listeners, let us know if these, j- just snippet of these keywords tell you exactly what this movie is about (laughs) we've got u.s vice president dick cheney character u.s government hit by a car and politics when is the hit by a car part when was he hit by a car (laughs) (laughs) does someone get hit by a car I do not remember oh, this at the, all. The daughter gets hit by a car. She gets T-boned, like her own car. No, 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 no. Who gets Alessandra, hit by a car? The, the the guy who gives him the heart oh, gets hit by a car. He gets hit. Yes, yes, he does. He does. He hits, that's what the car wow. backs up and hits him. That's true. So there's two. There's two hit by cars in this movie. That's so... Our daughter also gets hit by a car? Well, remember she's, like, crying because her girlfriend broke up with her, and she drives in the car, and then she gets T-boned by the other car because she drives into the intersection? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, those are the plot keywords, and uh, that was Vice. If you liked this episode, please leave us a comment, or leave us a nice review, or just an honest review, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can follow our various social media to get notifications on new episodes. You can follow our Twitter. The handle is at by the popcorn, Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast, or Facebook. Just search all by the popcorn podcast and like our page. 
And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to stop laughing. I'm doing a perfect outro right now. I know. <laughs> I can handle myself. You did it so beautifully. I'm starting to cry. I'm literally doing a perfect outro and you're snickering. I'm snickering because it's so beautiful and I don't know what to do. I, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I I tried really hard to just to just to just get it all out. All right. And you know what? So Happy. we only have one more Oscar-nominated movie to talk about, and that is Roma. So we'll catch you guys next week for that. Oh yeah. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.